And if I had have been treating this woman that I was looking at on the video, I would have sworn black and blue she was in adrenal fatigue and possibly putting her immune system and her thyroid at risk. And unfortunately, that person was me and I didn't see it until I stopped and had a look. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful, and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Aisha Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brilliant Misfits. I'm really excited and I love talking with the women. I just find their stories incredibly inspiring and usually quite interesting stories of how they were a misfit and how we all misfits and how at the same time we're really all the same. So I hope you enjoy the show and if you want to, you can jump over onto my Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits and continue the conversation. And at asiakennedy.com, you can find more offerings on how to live a mindful, creative life. Today, my guest is Tammy Guest. What a perfect name. (laughs) (laughs) Tammy is a scientist, a naturopath, an adventurer, among other things. And she had a book that she debuted called Freedom from Fatigue. And it went to the top 10 on Amazon in its first week. Wow. And continues to help busy, driven women heal from adrenal fatigue. Wow, that is so important. So I want to introduce you now to Tammy. Welcome, Tammy, to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Hi, Aisha. It's awesome to be here. I can't wait to get into a yummy conversation. (laughs) Great. So what an interesting background, scientist and naturopath. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, a little bit about your story? Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess that's the beginnings of a misfit, really. Um, I, I started out, um, uh, I was finishing my, uh, my high school kind of era and I was really into, um, Wiccan and pagan religions and I was really into art and I had this moment, um, with my dad and he said, um, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, I'm going to do a bachelor of arts. He said, well, you know, all you're going to get from that is the ability to say, would you like fries with that? I went, what? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and, and bless him. It was just a flippant conversation. And, and, um, but I took it to heart and I turned around and I went and did, uh, instead I said, I'll show you. And I did this, um, bachelor's degree in applied science and medical and applied biotechnology. I basically chose it because it was the longest name I could find. I thought it was going to be the most important, but, um, luckily I, I really enjoyed um, understanding bodies from a cellular level. I really, um, dig biology. I really dig quantum physics. And, and, um, so I got a lot out of, of doing that. But, uh, after I finished, um, my university training, I ended up in cancer research and pathology. So I spent a lot of time in labs and I didn't spend a lot of time with people and I really, really missed it. And, um, so after I finished chopping up people's bits and, and pulling apart people as bits, I, um, I retrained as a naturopath and I, I kind of went back to my natural, uh, healing, natural, um, and nature kind of, um, 
honoring. And uh, I've retrained as a naturopath and a nutritionist, and I've had a, a clinical practice for the past seven years uh, here in Newcastle. And um, I've seen over 6,000 women especially and their families, and um, I predominantly saw burnout and adrenal fatigue. And um, I experienced it myself uh, while I was running my business, so I, uh, that's how the book came about. But um, it, it, at first, you know, science versus naturopathy, it does look like a misfit, but uh, I, was, I was really blessed with a great grounding in science so that I could then bring about all of the other bits and pieces on top of it. So, hmm. mm. Yeah, it is sort of, um, you know, what you're saying. I think that uh, it's getting closer and closer, the science along with the sort of spiritual arts for lack of a better name, I don't know what to call it, but that sort of marriage is is coming closer and closer, it seems, and it's a beautiful one because it, it there's importance in both. And I love that your interest in the quantum physics um, is tying in a little bit with what you do as a naturopath now. Mm, absolutely. I mean, we're all energy, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all energy. So do you do, when you work as a naturopath, do you work mainly with people's energy, even though you have that background of the body and all of that, do you actually lean towards working with energy? Yeah. So I, but I work on it on multiple different levels. So I work on people's energy from a physical perspective. I work on people's energy from a mind perspective. And then I work on people's energy from an energy perspective. And I mean, I think that's the case with any healer, even if they know it or not, that mm. they are actually working from an energetic level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I do bring in different modalities as, um, as I practice. And, um, yeah, one of those is, is to do with energy. Hmm. Mm. You said that, um, you know, it was part of your path as well. I mean, you wrote a book on adrenal fatigue, but it came out of your own experience. What, what happened with you? How did you even know that you were going into that sort of, um, syndrome of having adrenal fatigue? What were the signs? Mm. So, uh, for me, I honestly didn't know, <laughs> um, which sounds a little absurd, but, um, seeing, uh, the, the year that I got adrenal fatigue, I saw 1,200 and something people, um, in that one year I, I consulted with, with, um, you know, over a thousand people in a year, one-on-one -on -one for an hour session. And, and, you know, you get into all sorts of in-depth conversations and things. And when I was at work, I was consistently thinking about, uh, home. And when I was at home, I was consistently thinking about work and there wasn't a lot in between. Mm. And I started to notice that I was getting tired, but I kind of got buzzed off the feeling of being tired. And I kind of got um, excited about being busy. And it it literally wasn't until I stopped and I, I had an opportunity to go to Bali for a program, an entrepreneurial program, and uh, to build my business, but it was cancelled five days out. And um, and I, this program was going to be a month long and I have three kids and I have a family and I have uh, this business that had, um, you know, multiple practitioners and moving parts and staff and things like that. So it took a while to set it up so that I could take this time out in Bali. But um, as the universe would have it, it got cancelled five days out. And 
I, um, after a big conversation with my husband, I had the opportunity to go, okay, is this right for me right now? Because I've actually bought myself a month out. Mm. I've organized everything. So I did go and it was about the third day that I was there that I was, uh, I thought I, I would, I would spend the time you know, doing all this business stuff and it was fantastic. And I, and I kind of ran out of things to do after day three, which was like six months worth of stuff crammed into three days. <laughs> and um, I, was, I was editing some videos of mine and I, I looked at this woman who was on the videos and, and she was so intense and she was so forthright and she was so, there was a lot of masculine energy around her. And, um, and she had these piercing eyes and these tendencies that I, I got to see day in, day out as a practitioner. Um, and if I had been treating this woman that I was looking at on the video, I would have sworn black and blue she was in adrenal fatigue and possibly putting her immune system and her thyroid at risk. And unfortunately, that person was me. And I didn't see it until I stopped and had a look. And um, so, so it was that moment in Bali when you were watching yourself on video mm -hmm. that you actually recognized that, uh oh, this looks like one of my patients. Yes, and I, because <laughs> I, 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 I get a visceral sense when people walk, uh, walk in and um, and talk to me about their cells. Uh, well, they talk to me about their symptoms, but I, I physically feel their cells and what's happening there and I can visualize what's happening because I've spent such a long time looking down a microscope in my career I can see what's happening for their cells and I could literally see what was happening for this woman's cells and it was me <laughs> and I was so worried about her poor adrenal glands and I was so worried about her femininity and I was so and I went okay now's the time so I I, I did get the opportunity to really reconnect with those things that uh, I told everybody else to do and I beautifully did not do myself. So it was a great moment, yeah. What a beautiful story. And I love that it happened in Bali because, um, as you may know, I've just returned from Bali and I do every year I do women's retreats in Bali. And, um, you know, I, I'm also an online sort of entrepreneur. And in that world, I think there is a lot of burnout and there's a lot of pressure on us to, you know, keep going and be busy and do things. And I find that when you go to Bali, it just holds you in this incredibly feminine space to mm. drop in to who you really are. And, um, and from there, things then just balance themselves out and you don't actually have to try so hard. Things actually start to become more effortless when you can really get in touch with that more fem feminine side of yourself. So I love, mm. I love the story because it, it just all fits so beautifully and how life, you know, the divine orchestrates those things <laughs> for us is, is really magical. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that, Ease and grace and alignment is, mm. yeah, it just seems so much um, simpler in Bali. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so my endeavor is when I come back that I'll just hold that because I feel it viscerally, you mm. know, that ease and that flow and that alignment. And, um, you know, it's, it can go quickly when you're getting into the busy. And I, and I wanted to talk to you about that because it seems like such an endemic thing, especially for women. Um, women are really good at multitasking. We've always said that we're good at multitasking. And I don't know if that's actually such a good thing if we're not super conscious about it and aware of, of what that means and how to balance it. Because, um, being busy 
might be like wearing a badge, like we're proud that we're so busy, but actually it's not a good thing. So from your perspective, being an expert and working with women in this area, like what is, what would you, how can you sort of describe this phenomenon of being busy? Yeah. So busy, busy being busy in busyness, like business, mm. uh, <laughs> business itself is the term busyness. Um, the the what's happening on a scientific level on a cellular level mm. is that we're activating our adrenal glands and adrenaline and dopamine and we get these lovely hits of dopamine which is an achiever kind of hit you know mm. you feel really achieved and that's fantastic but um dopamine in in the biochemical pathway is only two steps away you just have, if if it was baking a cake it's like you've got cookie dough and you just add a dash more milk and a dash more uh, flour and all of a sudden you've got a cake um because the um dopamine is is only two steps away from adrenaline and unfortunately we we in our society these days we've got so many more things that spike off our adrenaline and adrenaline's that fight or flight mechanism it used to be there so that we could um, look after ourselves against uh, imminent attack from saber-toothed tigers, but nowadays we seem to um, get the same kind of hit from uh, if our Facebook posters had X amount of likes or if um, we get our um, our car park on time or if we have um, – there's just this incessant amount of things that are happening day in, day out, moment to moment that actually uh, spike off our adrenaline and then spike off our cortisol. All of that from a chemistry level is happening in the background all the time when we're busy. And um, it is literally sucking away energy and vitamins and nutrients that we can't then use for other things. And uh, when I see it with clients in particular, that um, addictive sensation of busyness, mm. um, like you said, without mindfulness, without um, a, a level of consciousness that that is happening, uh, sets off a massive cascade of, of biochemical energy suckage. It's amazing. Mm. And it, and I think actually, you know, you're talking about all the different chemicals that are in the body that get activated when we're busy. And in a way, it sounds like we actually are addicted. We're addicted to those particular chemicals that are running through the body. Yeah, yeah. We, um, in a way, we are. Our, um, at the receptor sites on our brain, the same ones that are used for addiction, um, have the, have a similar kind of scenario with, with dopamine. And so we do get a hit off it mm. as such. And when we train our brain that that's the type of hit we like, then all of a sudden the, the behavior that goes with that, um, around being busy, uh, becomes addictive. Hmm. So how would how would one train their brain differently? Like if we recognize, oh, I'm really addicted to this, what what do you advise clients? I'm sure it's all individual, but just in a general way, like how can we train our brains to be different mm. and not be addicted to those chemicals? Mm. So the um the beauty of brain chemistry and um and the beauty of energy is that um 
when you have too much of one thing, things can go out. When you have too much, too little of one thing, things can go out. But when you have that nice variety, then uh, then everything can flow. And uh, same thing happens with your brain chemistry. If you've got too much of dopamine, then we, we start to have these addictive kind of sensations and, and a bit of aggression. And uh, if we have too much of adrenaline, same kind of scenario, but we have all these other yummy chemicals like GABA, which gives us proportionate reactions to things, serotonin that makes us feel joy and connected to other people. And so when we innovate those types of reactions, um, we get a more of a balanced response. So some of the things that um, you can do for that is um, the things that you do, my dear, creativity and feeling <laughs> joy and taking a moment and um, having a conscious, mindful moment with say the sunrise or feeling joy or watching somebody smile and laugh and um, what the science says is that you can have about one to four hours a week doing something you enjoy that you jo- you are joyful while you're doing it one to four hours a week and that's all it takes is to bring down your um, your stress hormones to a level that uh, won't respond in that addictive kind of way. Wow, it's pretty simple, isn't it? I mean, I think we can all manage to just pause once in a while, take a deep breath, even 10 breaths, even five breaths Mm. of just breathing consciously and just so simple, simple little things. Sometimes it's so simple, we just ignore actually implementing them in our lives. So I love talking to you because I hope that the listeners out there are inspired by this. And especially if they do feel tired and overwhelmed by whatever they're doing, if they're creating a business or whatever, that they, you know, find those little, little simple things that they can implement in their lives starting today to, you know, really balance and have that variety and to increase the serotonin and feel more joy and space in their lives so that we don't get into that adrenal fatigue and burnout. Mm, the other one is sleep. So yeah, mm. bre- breathing, breathing, like you just said, is is in- extraordinary. Feeling joy and doing things that don't having that third space of joy. So not at home, not at work, but having that other space in between. So for some people, it's an art class. For some people, it's um, uh, some type of outdoor exercise or movement or um, dancing or whatever it happens to be, but having that third space. And the other one is sleep. And what I see with the online world and with other business owners is the badge of honour of being a night owl. The, oh, I do my best work after 10.30 at night. I, I don't understand. Why can't I be on the computer sucking in all the blue light into my brain <laughs> at uh, while I'm supposed to be asleep? I, I do my best work then. But in actual fact, your adrenals need to uh, rest and rejuvenate just around 9.30. So it, it, it is the, the witching hour for your adrenals at 9.30 and it's ideal to be asleep then. Mm. Oh, I can't say enough about sleep. I mean, it's one of the simplest remedies. I think it's one of the oldest remedies that I've heard, you know, when people are feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or things aren't going and people say, oh, just sleep on it, you know, sleep on it. That has been like the remedy for so many years that, um, it's sort of like we ignore it because it's just like, yeah, I sleep on it. But it actually really has an incredible physical and and psychological effect to have really good sleep. 
can't say enough about it. I, yeah. I mean, and I, I'm saying it to myself because, <laughs> you know, it's easy to forget. It is easy to get into that nighttime syndrome. Um, mm. I'm guilty of it as well. But in Bali, you know, it goes dark at around six o'clock. So yeah. <laughs> and I found myself going to sleep early. And I can't tell you, it's just magical. So hmm. yes, listeners, get more sleep. It's just, it's a simple thing to just, it's a habit. You just start to make a habit of going to bed a little bit earlier each night. Mm. And the other thing that I've found that works for my clients is um, you don't miss out on a on a date with a client. You don't miss out on a, a, a scheduled appointment with your doctor. You don't miss out on a scheduled appointment with your hairdresser. Why is it that we miss out on scheduled appointments with ourselves? And if we scheduled the appointment of sleep, um, say 9.30 to shut off our, our electrical devices and, and read for half an hour or, or uh, color in for half an hour. So we actually have this appointment with ourselves to go to sleep. Um, I, I think sometimes that can be helpful as well. Mm, beautiful tip. I love that. I love that very much. And um, yeah, so we'll just reviewing that a little bit. Some of the um, the tips that we can do is to breathe consciously, get more sleep, make a conscious, a scheduled appointment with ourselves to sleep. We can also schedule in um, joyful activities, which mm. we always put at the bottom of the list. Well, I'll do that after I've done X, Y, and Z. But at really, we can schedule in joyful activities and make them more of an essential and priority in our lives. Mm. And and the the chemistry that goes with that is that you can actually increase your creativity and your productivity seven times the amount if you do that first, rather than you know as a reward afterwards, because you're actually increasing the um, the good feel-good hormones in your brain and, and allowing space and neural pathways to open in ways that you wouldn't be able to if you were just working the same way you always have. So, you know, if, especially, again, for um, people who want more productivity and more creativity, 700% return on investment for an hour doing something you enjoy. And doing that first up. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, I love that. So that's the challenge. Let's make that a challenge for our listeners to switch around your schedule, do the thing that brings you joy first up and see how the rest of the day unfolds. Just do it as an experiment like you're a scientist and um, just see what happens. Mm, I love that. Mm. So the other thing I wanted to ask you about, Tammy, is mm. um, I was reading that you have this... Um, this adventure that you want to circumnavigate the globe via a helicopter in the, <laughs> yes. year, in the year 2022. Now, what is that about? I'm very curious about what that's yes, about. Yes, I have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, when I was a teenager, I uh, got a chance to fly a couple of hours in fixed wing, which is small planes. Um, and I really loved it. I enjoyed it. But we moved around a lot and um, it costs a lot to get your pilot's license. So I put that on the back burner. And what I noticed with all of these, uh, all of my clients is that often, um, particularly women, will put their dreams on the back burner or their um, joys on the back burner for the sake of their first initially their, their partner and then often their kids. And then they get to a point in their lives where they forget what they actually enjoy doing. And um, I 
don't want to get to that point. <laughs> so, um, so I really love aircraft and um, I actually sold my clinical practice uh, earlier this year so that I could get back into flying um, again. And I got really inspired by uh, some of the early female aviatrices um, that circumnavigated the globe or were the first in um, the 1900s to go from Australia to England all by themselves in planes when when women couldn't vote but they <laughs> they managed to move heaven and earth to be able to fly which is extraordinary and I went and saw an exhibition at the Australian Museum called the Trailblazers and I went and had a look at all these wonderful women's single lines around around the earth how they circumnavigated the earth and then I went over to Dick Smith's one and he's, he had dozens. There was lines going everywhere, all around the earth. And he did it in multiple different um, aircraft, aircraft. So he did helicopters and balloons and uh, different light aircraft. And I was moved internally. You know, that, that kind of fire in your belly, that mm. knowing that when, when something just really clicks with you. Mm. And I just knew... Um, no woman in Australia has uh, flown from east to west, which is uh, against the prevailing wind, uh, around the world in a helicopter. And I just knew that I could. So I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And what do you have to do to prepare for that? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot involved. Yeah. So um, there's your theory um, tests to be able to get uh, your pilot's license. Then you've got to uh, accrue 20 hours to go solo, and I'm nearly there. I can't wait to take on the machine all by myself. Um, and then uh, another uh, few hours to get your p uh, private pilot's license to fly anywhere in Australia, and then um, uh, another couple of dozen to get your commercial pilot's license to travel all around the world. And, um, yeah, and I've, and it's the first time I've actually had a goal that has been longer than five years. And I'm sure there's some listeners out there that, um, you know, I'm, I'm so used to seeing things in 12 month cycles and I can, I can mm. quite easily visualize in my head where, where things will be in 12 months, but things change so fast these days that I could never visualize anything past five, uh, you know, 12 months. So there's five years, but I can see it so clearly and, um, and dropping into places in need of um, health, public health programs, um, clean water, uh, some places that have uh, environmental issues, because the the um, the ability to to land where I would like to comes with a helicopter, whereas um, a plane you can't. You have to stop at airports. So, <laughs> oh, that. So I was go I was going to ask you why helicopter? Like, what was it about? choosing to to fly via a helicopter as opposed mm. to a plane ah makes sense yeah you can drop mm. in yeah i can drop in anywhere <laughs> and i can get some great, great photography um dick smith when he did the only east to west in a helicopter that's ever been done which is bizarre isn't it like mm. we've had helicopters for such a long time and nobody else has done it um uh he took uh, his wife along and she took over 10,000 photographs in 1992 of the planet from a helicopter and I'd like to replicate them to see what we've actually done to the planet. So, yeah. Ah, like a little comparison of what, what year did she do hers? 
Yeah, 1992. So that's why I'm Mm. doing it in 2022, which is 30 years later. Yeah. Wow. That'll be so fascinating. Mm. What a beautiful dream. Isn't it incredible? Like when we're open and we're just in that sort of open, playful, um, you know, looking at things and they just come from like, it just magically appears like this feeling inside you like, oh my God, yes, I've got to do that. Mm. And um, that's really inspiring, Tammy. I just love that dream. So all the best for it. Mm, I'll I'll be back on your show to let you know how it's going. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Now, the other thing before we go, um, I want to mention, because you did mention to me uh, that you do entrepreneurs vitality retreat. So would you like to share that with the listeners? Yeah. So, um, we, twice a year, um, you know yourself that Bali is an incredible healing, nurturing, um, space. And, um, because of my experience that I had there, uh, we run a a retreat twice a year specifically for entrepreneurs and specifically on avoiding burnout and getting there before that starts to happen. Because your body and your business are so intricately connected. And when you really are in your body and you really are present to what's happening and that that can come up in all sorts of ways in a nice environment like Bali, it's easy to transition um, through and, and understand those kinds of things. And the flow and effect is into, into your business, and especially this time of year as we all start to relaunch things and launch new things and get ready for, for summer. Um, yeah, we're, we're taking a wonderful group of entrepreneurs uh, on the 18th of October to Bali and, um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing fun time with some yummy cultural things and that Bali has to offer as well as some entrepreneurial things with the co-working spaces on the beach and having beautiful yummy food as well. That sounds divine. So you'll give me the link and I'll put that up into the show notes so that anyone that's interested, I don't know, do you have spaces still? Yeah, we've got four four spaces left. Okay. Yeah. And that's it. So (laughs) yeah, so it's um it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we've got four spaces left at 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 this time. And um we would love any entrepreneur who um who has that sense inside their belly that I was talking about before, you know, that moment where you just go, Oh yes, that's for me, um, to come along. That would be fantastic. Follow, follow the feeling. Wonderful. So I'll put that up on the links. And if they want to get in touch with you, Tammy, do you have um, a website or a Facebook page or something that they can connect with you? Absolutely. So um, it's Tammy Guest, T-A-W-M-Y Guest.com. And uh, everything about the retreats as well as the book and as well as um, my ongoing kind of contribution to getting all this wonderful information out of my head and into people's bodies uh, is all there. And uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram uh, under Tammy Guests or Tammy Guest Health. Yeah. Thank you. And I, again, I'll have the, all of that in the show notes, all the links, so people can easily click on if they're just listening right now, that they can actually go back and look at the show notes and follow those links to find you. Beautiful. Yeah. So one last thing, Tammy, if you were to reach out and take these women who are really busy, take them by the hand, could you give them um, some idea of the signs that they might be going into adrenal fatigue that they might not realize, like, because you've been through it, you've written a book about it, and just maybe something that 
um, they could say, oh, maybe I should have a look at this. Mm. What, what are some of the signs? So the top three things. Uh, number one is a, a fatigue pattern that we get. So a fatigue pattern uh, that goes along with adrenal fatigue is generally waking up unrefreshed or exhausted, so waking up tired. Then uh, we generally get a little bit hungrier before lunchtime, so we'll, we'll generally find ourselves eating around 11 a.m., and then we have a massive crash about 2 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon where you'd kill someone for a nana nap or a siesta, but you usually pump coffee or, um, or sugar to help you get through the afternoon. Mm. We come good around dinner time and then generally about 9.30, uh, we either hit a wall and pass out and go to sleep, if not before that, or we get this second wind and that second wind is that, ooh, yummy, I'm a night owl, creative time type of stuff. Mm. So that that's number one is this fatigue pattern that you have to look out for. Number two is uh, the 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 adrenals and the immune system are intricately linked, and when we are under the pump and when we're under stress, and the, our fuse box is that we get sick. Or we never get sick and we go away on retreat or we go away on holidays and that's when we have time to be sick. Mm -hmm. And so that's a general pattern as well that, oh, I'm, I'm never sick. And then you happen to go away on holidays and all of a sudden you're the one down with um, gastro or an upper respiratory tract infection. And the third one is that you're starting to pump caffeine and sugar in to keep you going and you think that it's a badge of honor to do that. That, oh, I start the day with a coffee. I can't start the day without a coffee. And I can't go to bed at night without a couple of wines. Um, wine is a, a fermented sugar. So, and, and I see that so frequently in the female entrepreneurial world. And, um, and essentially what you're doing is, is pumping your adrenal glands full of energy for 20 minutes and then you're trying to keep them pepped up throughout the day. And it's usually a sign that they actually need rest recuperation, joy, and some um, some yummy nutrients to keep them going instead. Mm. Mm. I love that. And I hope that the women out there, because I know that all of us women are entering these new territories, you know, being entrepreneurs and, and at the same time being moms, a lot of women are, are still, you know, mothering young children. And we're trying to do it in, in a way that we see around us. And I hope that the listeners will really get that as, uh, uh, as women, we can and we must find a different way to do it and a way that is going to be, bring more joy and more love into our lives. And, um, I think when we do that and we do that collectively together, we're going to really help shift the landscape out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've got so much to give. Mm. You know, we've got so much from a legacy perspective with our children. We've got so much to give from our hearts and our minds and to keep all our cells that hold that in, you know, we hold that in our bodies to keep them thriving as much as we can um, is, uh, is such a priority. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Tammy. I just love your wealth of wisdom, your generous sharing, and I wish you all the best for all your dreams and endeavors in the future. Thank you so much. I can't wait to cross paths in Bali as well. Yes, we will <laughs> indeed. Mother Bali, we love her. Mm. Thanks, Tammy. Thanks heaps. What a fabulous 
conversation with Tammy Guest today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I loved her wisdom around adrenal fatigue and how she is really helping women through her writing, her coaching, her retreats to help women recognize what that is, first of all, and what we can do about it, which is um, really important that we take those little tiny measures to balance our life, give ourselves variety and really bring more joy and creativity in our lives because that is what nourishes our soul and we can't forget that and put it on the bottom of the list. So next week I have another woman who is um, in the medical profession. She's a pediatrician and she is working in Dubai and she's also a medical intuitive. So I'm really excited to um, explore her world and share that with you. And until then, always be true to you and be brilliant. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.